and I'm going to try to share a few things this afternoon that um, that I hope will explain a little bit more about my spiritual journey. And August is is a time of celebration for me. The summer months are always a time of celebration, but August especially, I just celebrated uh, my 56th birthday. I just celebrated 32 years of marriage, and Daniel and I were able to take a few days away. And but also in the summer, I I always think more about um, the time that I first met the Lord. It was near the end of July, maybe the beginning of August um, in 1985. I went to a tent revival with an aunt, and and the Lord really um, broke my heart that night and allowed me to see Him really as a Savior. And a savior, not just for the whole world, but he could be my savior. And so that was the night that I met the Lord. The first time I would say that would be my first cross experience. But um, I wasn't raised in a Christian home. As a matter of fact, I was raised in a very um, volatile, chaotic home. My stepfather was an alcoholic. And um, if God was mentioned at all, it was very derogatory. And um, Christians were weak and you know, so we actually, I really thought that there were maybe a couple of kinds of people in the world. Some people were good and successful and God loved them and looked down on them with favor. And then there were people like us that, that God hated and that we were bad and we did bad things and um, and didn't really, I didn't really see, you know, a good future um, for myself. And so when my aunt first became a Christian and started talking to me about the Lord. She really talked to me a lot about the reality of heaven and the reality of hell and how people that didn't love God and that weren't saved would go to this place called hell. And I didn't want to hear her words. I didn't want to hear that message. It made me very angry and very defensive. Um, But she kept sharing, and as she would share over this period of time, I saw in her something different that I had never seen before. I saw a peace um, in the midst of some challenges in her own life and trials that she was going through. She was facing them with a different kind of countenance, a peace and a strength that I had never seen in her before. And um, And so it was very intriguing to me, and so I would still engage in conversation with her, and I would still listen, and we would, she was a favorite aunt, and so everything that she really told me, even though outwardly I didn't want to hear it, and I was pretty defensive, inwardly I was processing this, and I didn't recognize it then, but I know now that it was the Holy Spirit um, breaking up the lies, and breaking up hard ground, and, and really preparing me to hear truth and so finally I agreed to go to an outdoor meeting with her I wouldn't go to church but I agreed to go to this outdoor meeting and um, just the moment that I walked into this tent and music was playing and there was just an atmosphere that you know now I recognize it as the spirit of the Lord was moving and it was really incredible the music really ministered to my heart and kind of quieted down those voices of what are you doing and why are you here and I was you know pretty keyed up and nervous and so the the music just soothed my soul and then when the 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 message got started and and I heard the words of of God and how 
God loved us, loved the world so much, including me, that he gave his only son um, that I could have life and that I could have life abundantly and I didn't have to suffer in this life and I didn't have to go to a place of torment later. It just began um, reaching a place in my soul that I needed. And and then, you know, even First Peter 3 18 says that Christ suffered once for sins, the just for the unjust. So, so he suffered for me that, that he might um, bring me to God and that I had to make a move. Was I going to accept that or reject it? And, you know, in the previous six months as my aunt had been talking to me, I was rejecting, rejecting, rejecting. But that night I felt something different. And I understood something different, and I didn't want to reject it that night. And so, you know, the the Spirit of the Lord just gave an illumination, and and my soul drank it in. And um, and that night, I really met the Lord in repentance and salvation, and I turned away um, from that old life and turned to God in a newfound faith. And I remember. You know, just going to my knees and praying and crying out to God and confessing the rebellion and the anger and the unbelief and the sin that had permeated my life up until that point. But then I also, you know, wasn't covered up under the weight of all of that. There was a joy and a peace that came as I embraced this newfound love, a love like I had never known before. And a peace flooded my soul. And that was, that was, my first experience really with the Lord and it was beautiful and it was wonderful and this weight lifted and um, I walked out of that tent a different person that night. Um, I'd like to say that it stayed that way but you know those of us that walk with the Lord (laughs) any length of time we know the Lord gives us that mountaintop for a little while but but he brings us back down so that he can teach us some things and ground us in truth. And so um, I did start attending church with my aunt. Um, unfortunately, it wasn't a sound, solid church. It was a very charismatic um, kind of church, one that that the, the people would be speaking in tongues and being slain in the spirit, and it was very chaotic. And there wasn't really a lot of teaching, um, preaching, uh, discipleship going on and so um, I stayed involved with that church for a couple of months and a cousin gave me a Bible and I started reading the Bible just like any other book I opened it and started it in Genesis and and um, and to begin with you know reading the creation story was incredible and um, even the fall of man and how we came to be in darkness to begin with that was very enlightening and eye-opening and interesting to me and um, and, you know, getting to know Moses and the Red Sea experiences and how God moved in such mighty ways. And I wanted that movement in my life. And I wanted to be free from sin. And, and so those first couple of books of the Bible reading were so exciting. And, and I was praying and asking God for big things in my life. You know, I was very tangled up in this lifestyle of, of, of my family and lifestyle of sin and and I didn't know how to untangle myself and for the first time in my life I, I didn't want to just um, 
not get caught doing bad things. I wanted to be good. I wanted to be pure. I wanted to be holy. That night that I met the Lord, I felt so clean and so pure and holy. And I wanted to keep that feeling. Um, But it was very elusive to me because at the same time that I had this desire for holiness, I also had the sensitivity to sin for the first time in my life. And when I would sin and fall short, there would be this piercing in my heart and this this um, this weight, and so it was a wrestling out of of this newfound faith, and um, and I had a lot of questions and I didn't know where to go with them, and so I it probably you know a few months I was in this church with my aunt, and I just reached such a point of frustration. Um, by this time, I was probably into Leviticus and Numbers and my reading, and it didn't make a whole lot of sense. And I was formulating this list of do's and don'ts and this rules to go by that would kind of keep me on the straight and narrow. And um, unfortunately, the relationships in my life were not, um, were people were not cooperating <laughs> with this newfound faith and this newfound direction. And so there was a lot of conflict and struggle going on. And um, and so I just reached this point that I just said, I can't do this. I don't even want to do this anymore. I don't know what I thought, but I feel tricked. Um, and I don't want to do this anymore. And I really tried to walk away from the Lord and walk away from those things that I had felt and known. Um, and, and I stopped going to church and then I... Within a few short months, I moved to a new area um, and had no Christian influence. And so, really, I turned back to the darkness, and I turned back in a way that um, was was very, um, I'm not sure the word I'm looking for, but when I went back, I got involved in things that, before I knew the Lord, I would have never gotten involved in. I was smarter than that. But I really went downhill and went into a very dark place um, and did some things that I still carry emotional scars and consequences of those that time that I was away from the Lord and rejecting any truth that... Um, that would that the Lord would try to bring to me, and there were a couple of times that the Lord um, would stir things in my heart, and I would quickly turn it off. But but you can't you can't become unborn. You know, once you've been born of the Spirit, it is with you, and it is there, and He is with you, and He is there. He might be silent for a while, but He is still there. And so I went through a time that He was very silent, and I I look back and I think that it was almost like a temper tantrum against the Lord. I was so angry that he didn't answer prayer the way that I wanted him to and expected him to. And so I turned away in this temper tantrum fit, um, and the Lord let me go. And it was probably about three years. And I'd reached the end of everything that I could. My relationships were broken. I was broken. um, And I'd reached the end. And then the Lord began stirring and speaking again, and I was ready to listen. And, and as the Lord ministered that sense of love and, and peace 
and forgiveness. I was able to turn to him again with a hope. And, and in that hope, um, I was able to hear words of truth. And so the Lord also brought people to me that could disciple me and help me in this journey to understand who he was and, and what he wanted from me. Um, and I would think that this really would, um, would line up with, with, um, the, the deeper walk message, the deeper life message, or that deeper consecration where, you know, we know Christ as Savior, but now we are learning Him as Lord. And, um, and the first time that I came to the Lord, I would say, you know, I came to the Lord I embraced that message of salvation, and then I invited God to come and join me in my journey. And, you know, I was still the boss. I was still on the throne, and I wanted him to come and help me do the things that I wanted to do. And the second time I came to him, it was more humble, and it was more of a sense of, you are God, and you have a claim on my life, and I understand that, and I'm willing to follow you. I'm willing to do whatever that you would ask me to do. I'm willing to to do it. As a matter of fact, I will do it. <laughs> I will serve you. I will do these things. And I still didn't quite understand how how it was Christ that gave his life for us that we could have life and life in him. And in that Galatians 2:20 message that that we are crucified with Christ. And, and our old life is dead, died away, and he is now the life that lives in us. I didn't quite understand that yet. So, so the Lord, um, you know, continued to, to bring me along and teach me. And as I began to walk more biblically and, and surrender more of who I was to him, my life began to change and go in a different direction, um, once again, I moved and I met my husband and we got married and, and our life has been so good and so blessed together. Um, but it's not always been an easy journey. It's not always been easy at all because because still, even though I was I was following Christ as the Lord, I wasn't understanding that he was my life. My life was hidden in him and, and he was in me and he was there to energize me and to do the work. I didn't have to do the work myself. And so probably that third cross experience came along. Um, my kids were younger and I was just, you know, again at the end of my resources and I knew I didn't want to just, you know, quit and turn away from the Lord. I'd already done that and I didn't want to do that again. But I didn't know how to live anymore, how to do the things that I thought I needed to do. And I remember crying out to the Lord and saying, why, how, how do, how do I do this? And um, I came across Watchman Nee in the normal Christian life and started reading and, and really began to have an experience where, um, where I was becoming whole, where my emotions and, and my thoughts were becoming more one. I guess when I had come back to the Lord the second time, I really had turned away from an emotional kind of experience. I wanted to be grounded in the Word. I wanted my life to be built on the solid rock and truth of God's Word. And so I didn't always trust my feelings. I didn't always trust... Um, 
the emotions that I felt. And so I think there was a disconnect somewhat of, of my emotional life and my thought life. And as I was reading Watchman Nee and I was really understanding more about how Christ transforms us from the inside out and how he is alive in us and he is energizing us and he is, he is touching the lives around us through us and we can trust that, that we are being transformed and from that new life we can trust that God is working and moving. And so that began a, a more whole kind of living um, but still it's been a journey and I think this last year since I've come um, to know you John and and some of the the work of Grace Fellowship and I've read a lot of Charles Solomon's work um, I think the Lord has even opened up more of this Christ life within me and I have a deeper trust in, in the reality of this transformed life and it is Christ in me that is alive and moving and energizing and empowering and I can trust that and so as I in these last um, six months or so that I have really done a lot of thinking and inner work I've recognized um, really so much of my Christian life has been lived still in the flesh even though I didn't realize it was in the flesh. When I thought of flesh or carnal living, I thought of drinking and smoking and all the big bad sins, you know, and I knew that I wasn't involved in that. But as I have really communicated and, and, and communed with the Lord in these last few months, I've recognized these flesh patterns that, that I've still depended on more than I've depended on the Spirit of the Lord. Specifically, um, maybe people pleasing or um, you know being passive when I could be more um, more open about my thoughts and my feelings trusting that it is really the Spirit of God in me that has transformed me and my thoughts I can trust them my feelings I can trust them and so I've, I've maybe been more open about what I'm thinking and feeling and and been more um, confident in setting boundaries um, around um, what is my responsibility and what is not my responsibility. And it's been a it's been an interesting journey. Um, and it's not always this last six months has not been real easy either because um, because my relationships there's been some conflict. Um, I've kind of switched gears a little bit and swimming in a different. A different pattern and so um, so that's a little bit that's been a little bit different for me but I feel like I'm on a good path a good a good road and the Lord is blessing and, and it is it is Christ in me the hope of glory that is bringing me along and teaching me these things and it's been a good journey so far so I'm very very thankful for the things that I have learned and am learning through Christ fellowship and and the writings of Charles Solomon. Um, not sure what lies ahead, but I'm confident in Christ. I'm confident in the hope of glory that is in me, and um, and it's been a privilege to go through some of this work for the certification. Um, and it's been a joy to share this three three cross testimony. I hope that it's made sense. 
But thank you again for the opportunity, and, and God bless you, John. Thank you.